And welcome to another episode of the VD Clinic. Yeah, it is definitely time for a checkup. <laughs> there are viruses out there, um, all sorts of viruses. Uh, yes. Can I just say first and foremost, wash your hands, everybody, and that's what you need to do. Just don't touch your face. Okay, public service announcement out of the way. Don't cough on the elderly. It's mean. Don't buy up all the toilet paper. That's stupid. <laughs> and, you know, can I say something as just a guy that takes mass transit and has a four-year-old? Leave one of those little two-ounce spritzers of hand sanitizer. Yeah. Fucking nut jobs. <laughs> you made me panic. I was like, am I going to have to teach this kid all over again how to, like, bring a ladder with him to all the bathrooms to wash his hands? Oh, God. Anyway, yeah. Hey, I'm Vanessa, and that is Darren. Angry Ted Darren. Darren. But uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's out of my way now. <laughs> we had to get that public service announcement out of the way. Um, <laughs> don't listen to the president. We, Whatever he says, don't listen to yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. See what the other countries are doing. Wash your hands, vote, and wash your hands again. And don't touch your face. Yeah. Those are the big things. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> How are you doing, Darren? I'm doing all right. How about you? I am just dandy. Just had birthday celebrations, so. Many. <laughs> this year. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while, so that was kind of fun. There you go. But, Yeah. Even though I did the responsible thing on my birthday and had election training and um, recorded a podcast so and ran errands. So, yeah, I had a responsible day on my birthday. <laughs> I guess I earned the other, you know. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah. Hard work, hard play. Exactly. So, Darren, um, what else has been going on? That you wanted to kind of to bring us to, um, I mean, this is just a a, an, a referral slip episode. You know, we're just giving you a few recommendations here. Um, but I know you had something from related to the news. Oh, is this uh, when we're uh, it, segue? <laughs> that was a bad segue. Is this about the sad passing, or is this about the yes, thematic the movies? The sad bad. Sad passing. Yeah, well, very recently, uh, unrelated to the pandemic, as far as we know, Max Von... He was 90 years old. Yeah. I mean, he, he earned it. <laughs> yeah, 90 years <laughs> old, but he, he was Swedish, so he had good health care. So he was probably fine that way. He was just old. Max Von Sydow, or Sydow, or Sydow. 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 Die, well, but well, he also he died in France. They also have good health care. But um, 
so yeah, he he died recently, and of course, I mean, The Exorcist is fucking awesome, and what the Seventh Seal. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's done. I think he's done many Ingmar hundred, huh? Many Ingmar Bergman films. Yeah, uh, he he was in over a hundred and fifty different things. But yeah. I I just put together a little in in homage in in memoriam to Max von Sydow. The like everything that I thought of after I thought of Exorcist <laughs> and things I, <laughs> things I didn't see really really talked about yesterday now i'm sure some people will personally have thought of these too but you know uh going back i think the first thing and it i wasn't immediately aware of it but you know he did the voice of vigo the carpathian and ghostbusters too yes um that that's one of the first scary voices from my childhood uh <laughs> Not the best Ghostbusters movie. I think a lot of people just want the first one and to leave all the other ones in, you know, whatever. But that that was almost definitely my the first thing that I ever saw or heard. Uh, I guess I didn't see him in, but 1989, Vigo the Carpathian. Um, a few years later... I got to see Needful Things in the movie theater, and he was a really good devil. Uh, what, Leland Gaunt? I, I don't think we've really talked about Needful Things. Um, I don't, I barely remember that movie, oddly enough. Well, moving yeah. on. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that, that, I mean... What about Judge yeah. Dredd? Oh, yes, of course. How can you forget that? He was Judge Fargo and Judge Dredd. He was Arnold or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Stallone. <laughs> it was Stallone. Stallone's um, mentor, I guess you would say. Yeah. You know, he goes yeah. off into the wasteland and mm-hmm. to I, be a geriatric Batman. Um, uh, something that's been covered on Psychosemantic, he was director Burgess in the Minority Report. Ah. I don't know if I... we were recording yet when we were talking about you with all your monitors and stuff at work. Yeah. But, uh, that's, it, <sighs> It's not my favorite Tom Cruise movie, but I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, so it's right. There. And obviously, well, not obviously, but if you have heard me talk more than once or twice, I am more a fan of the short story than the movie. Uh, something that okay. we may sometime cover on here on the VD Clinic, a Citizen X. Um, what was that? Remind me what that was about, because I know I saw it, but, and I enjoyed it, but I don't remember what it was about. (laughs) That would fit well with our uh, March Madness theme, which we'll 
bring everybody back to is, talk about later. That's we sorry. That's the one about Chikatilo? Yes. Yes. Andre Chikatilo, the the Russian serial killer? Yes. He was the oh, doctor wow. in that. Yeah, that's right. Uh I wrote down the name. I know we like to have me try to pronounce things in other languages, but he was Dr. Alexander Bukanovsky. Okay. And uh, yeah, that was, and you don't play video games really, but he, he played uh, mage or something like that in Skyrim. Um, but I mean, he's in so, he, he's probably <laughs> somewhere in his, his catalog is so many people's favorite movies. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course. Although it's been a long time since I've seen The Exorcist, but I I can imagine it's still a great movie. I don't don't know what you're... Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is. It is. I I love that so much. Yeah. I do love that movie a lot. Um, And he is part of the reason. Even though he's not really in it that much, truthfully, but his performance her, his performance is, and just some of his facial expressions, and you know, com, you know, combined with the lighting and different effects, of course, but just some of his facial expressions in that speak volumes, even though he doesn't have tons of dialogue. Yeah, and uh, he 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 what graduated from the Royal Theater in. Mm-hmm. Um, was it in Sweden? In Sweden. Yeah. In Sweden. Yeah, I I always enjoy him in um I yeah, I'm a big fan of his the the Ingmar Bergman films with him. Yeah. Uh, they're just certain directors and actors that work well together and that is definitely one pair <laughs> that <laughs> that did. Um between I mean you mentioned the Seventh Seal but like the Virgin Spring. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, a lot. Uh so I think there were like seven or eight that they did together, but and yeah, and then he'd pop up in things like Judge Dredd, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, <laughs> oh, he was um, Flash Gordon. How can you forget that? Oh yeah, uh, he was yeah. Ming. He was um, Ming. Yeah, you know, Three Days of the Condor, Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, the- that's right. He's the three-eyed raven in Game of Thrones. Um, so, you know, expansive career. From all I understand, a wonderful guy. And, yeah. So, think okay. about what your favorite Max von Sydow movie is, dear listener, and give it a check. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you're right. He, I mean, without knowing that it is 150 films but it, or whatever, but it, it, it's, you know, there are just so many things where you think about just the number of things off the top of your head and you just know that there's a variety and something that basically can please anyone as far as the kind of movie, because I feel like, although I don't know, I don't, was he in? any comedy work i'm sure it wouldn't surprise me if he did you know he he was in doesn't woody allen say he makes comedies yeah 
He was in Hannah and her sisters. Her sisters. That's right. That's right. Um, no, more more dramatic stuff. Yeah. No, you're right. But it's still, um, as far as the types of drama, are still very are absolutely varied. Yeah. You know, and that, I mean, I think that really shows his range as an actor. So. So. Here's you. Okay. Max cool. Sido. Yes. Exactly. Well, let's take a short break and we'll come back with a few things that I've had on my plate. Okay? Cool. Be back in a minute. Faye Ray. <coughs> Janet Lee. Adrian King. Heather Langenkamp. Amy Steele. That weatherman who saw the cockroach. That, oh my god! Oh my god! Jamie Lee Curtis. And you. Come on, you know you wanna. Let her rip. There. Now don't you feel better. You are now officially a Scream Queen. Come play with the rest of us at www.screamqueens.com. That's Queens with a Z. Or you could subscribe to us on iTunes. Either way. It's going to be fucking fabulous. The Scream Queen's Horror Podcast. It's where horror gets bent. Okay, we are back. Um, Yeah, so while you've been thinking back on your Max von Sydow movies, um... I rewatched this past weekend Raising Arizona and I had not seen that in so long. Um, the Coen brothers movie. And I mean, it just every actor in it is priceless. Every camera angle is just priceless. It's I, you know, I just got where I was just laughing so hard and it was exactly what I needed you know, I was looking, I had just seen um, the Greek tragedy, uh, Medea, oh. where basically, you know, um, as played by, it was starring Rose Byrne and it had uh, Bobby Carnavale in it too. Um, but, you know, Medea, like, she basically tries to kill her husband and then she ends up killing his mistress and herself and the kids. So, <laughs> wasn't her husband a, Hercules? Or did I make uh, that up? I forget what the his original name is and the, but they modernized it for this. Oh, uh, cool. You no, know, anyway, but I had just seen that, which yeah, it was a great play, but oh, it was heavy. So I needed something lighter and. I was watching Raising Arizona and it just hit that sweet spot for me. 
just making me laugh hysterically. But it's also, there's some, as stupid as it is in a way, like a stupid comedy, like it's also a smart comedy at the same time. And I kind of love movies like that. <laughs> Where on the surface, it, it just seems like it's okay, pure slapstick. And there is an element of that in in the movie. Bear, but there are these other things and, you know, just, I mean, the critique of normalcy is is pretty hysterical <laughs> in and of itself when you stop and think about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And like I said, just the, the cast is, is great. I mean, so... Um, I haven't, yeah, I was going to say, I haven't been watching tons uh, of, like, I don't know, movies or anything. Just, you know, whatever documentaries. But, um, so that's why. I've been watching a lot of documentaries, too. Yeah, so I, you know, so this was, like, the first time in a while that I had watched something that was just pure fun, too. So, I kind of needed that. Um, But anyway, um. But I've been reading a little bit more. I've been reading a little bit more. And I picked up, I, I went to a bookstore and picked up a couple things for my birthday. And I proceeded, I got this one graphic novel and I proceeded to read it within a day <laughs> because I just got caught up in it. And that book is is called Six Days in Cincinnati, a graphic account of the riots that shook the nation a decade before Black Lives Matter um, by Dan Moore. And this is actually about the uh, police brutality slash race riots that took place in April of 2001. And I was actually living there at the time. And I remember the entire city being under like curfew and everything. And really, it wasn't as severe as the media made it out to be and the politicians made it out to be. There were a lot of peaceful protests where the police retaliated and then people got pissed off more than anything else. Um, and it had been... The police had been doing a lot of, uh, the Cincinnati police had been doing, uh, I just, I mean, they were relentless as far as the way that they retaliated against protesters in that city. Um, yeah, there had been all these different economic conferences there the year before, or environmental conferences the year before, and like the police had already gone after protesters and everything. And so when this incident happened in 2001, it was like yet another instance of the Cincinnati police department shooting an unarmed black man or just a black teenager in general. Yeah, uh, he was what? 19. He was 19. Yeah. Timothy Thomas. And um, it's a, it's a really, it's a quick, obviously it's a quick read. Um, it's not my favorite artwork ever. I will say that, but 
it portrays a lot of, I mean, it, it gives you a definite sense of emotion, you know? So yeah. even though it's not, and which to me is just as good as being technically excellent. I mean, cause some people can be so perfect. Like my dad, he, as his artistic abilities are, he is an amazing technical artist he can draw he can do scientific drawings and has had them published with the USDA and um and all of these things like they've been i don't know they did this years ago and i think they still use them but i mean he is per- he's perfect at that but yet you ask him to do a creative drawing he can't do it you know and for me i'm much more I can do the creative work. I my realism. I'm I'm not great. I'm not the best at realism. Surrealism, sure. Surrealism, yeah. Can it, or whatever, something else. But uh, yeah, I just have. Even though I've taken the classes and and studied technique, it's I know that's not my strength. Just like he knows what his strength isn't. You know, like that. But so that's what I'm saying with this book. It's, you know, again, not the most like technical, perfect artwork, but it's it's good at portraying the emotion. And that's what you need, especially surrounding a subject like this. Um, yeah. So that is latest thing i've been reading um 31 reporting he's ahead by 105,000 votes hmm. <laughs> bloomberg still got 18,000 why just why they're dumb down there is it Mississippi or Michigan that is that, that dumb? That's Michigan. Oh, well, out there. Wrong geography on that statement. But well, I think you're still north of Michigan, aren't you? <coughs> um, Even, but part of Michigan's north of us. Oh, uh, okay. Although it depends on the part of New York. I'm talking New York City. Yeah, where like where you are. Yeah, where I am. No, because... Uh, like I went to Grand Rapids a couple of years ago and is a little farther north than us. But not a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh, yeah. Well, Mississippi Biden's winning by uh eighty one to fourteen percent. Oh wow. Well they do hate Jews down there. Sorry. It's kind of, it's kind of true. It's your old region. I just I know, don't know what I fun. know the I know the people. I know the people. And also he's you know, they want someone more conservative yeah. if they're going to get a democrat. I mean, he he got They like their democrats pretty conservative down there. <laughs> right? I mean, he in Michigan he got the endorsement of some big Republican na- uh, mayor. Uh, and also, what, in 2018, he helped campaign for a Republican I know. congressperson. 
I know. Exactly. But, you know. Anyway. He's, he's yelling at people and shit, but he's the guy for unity, right? Mm. Anyway. Not this show. Not right now. <laughs> okay, let's wrap up this circus. I just have a couple quick things. Cool. And then we'll be finished. Okay. Um, sorry, we had to take a quick break there. I had to clear my throat. Um, anyway, just... Uh, Exactly. I can't do the Bismarcky <clears throat> right now. Uh, no, I don't have the virus, folks. I just, it's still kind of winter, you know, as far as the temperature in the building. That's all. Dries your throat out. Anyway, so um, my last two recommendations are actually a couple podcasts and I was wanted to bring these up because to go along with our March theme of March Madness, uh, I, I, you know, I thought I'd throw out a, a few true crime kind of recommendations. And one is the real crime profile. And it's, I, I think I may have talked about part of like an episode or something another ep one on another one of these be before but um but they it's the hosts are one uh, is Jim Clemente who's a, was an FBI profiler and he'd been a prosecutor I think at one point and then there is Laura Richards who was a profiler and anyway Jim Clemente also like wrote on Criminal Minds, the TV show, for a while. And the third, like their third uh, co-host or whatever, she's also, she works with the show Criminal Minds too. But it's interesting. Um, okay, and we're back. Um, another interruption from Zora. Thank you. Um, as I was saying, so this... Uh, podcast real crime profile it goes more into because you have a couple profilers uh, on there you, it actually gets into some of the more nitty gritty of certain cases and the way what they do a lot of times is they look at cases that have been portrayed uh, on different programs in the media like they did they did one on um, the Keepers, that Netflix series. They did one on the the recent series. Um, oh, what is it? The the Aaron Hernandez documentary on uh, Netflix. Have you seen that? Which documentary? About Aaron Hernandez, the football player. Oh yes, who, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember I can't the exact remember name what it's of it. Called, but yeah. Yeah, but so they like have covered that one, but they and but and they've gone through these different things, and they're actually they did a whole thing on Oscar Pistorius, Oscar Pistorius, and then like Amanda Knox and the West Memphis Three. Is Pistorius the one that shot the woman in the shower? 
His girlfriend, yeah. Okay. In, in the um, while she was in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 But um, but anyway, so it's and it's really interesting because also they the um like I said they have the insight more because of the professions that they you know their backgrounds that they come from, but they also don't like glorify the people who committed these crimes. You know, they'll, I mean, they really don't a lot of times say the killer's names or, you know, they'll be talking about, they, they speak more in terms of the victim's name or the survivor's name. Okay. Uh, And so it's kind of an interesting mindset in the fact, in, in the fact that they do that. Um, they did a whole thing examining like Jerry Sandusky and his, you know, and Jeffrey Epstein and all, you know, all these different people and, you know, cases that have been, they're doing, they're doing, um, their current one is about Bill Cosby. Uh, cause they're talking about this other podcast, uh, that covers all the Bill Cosby stuff. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so that's kind of that's a it's kind of an interesting thing if you want to get into some more nitty gritty, I would say, because I mean, as much as I like some of the other, you know, true crime podcasts out there, that you know, the, there are plenty of them that mix a fair amount of dark comedy. Is that on your and my end? I heard it in in my earbud but it sounds like zora's right there i was gonna say maybe they knocked something over somewhere unless uh i don't know is the recycling settling maybe it had been partially maybe it was tipping on its edge and it hadn't fully knocked over it's in your house whatever well, it doesn't. The cops will get it. They're coming. Yeah, the cops will get it. Okay. Uh, killer inside anyway. the mind of Aaron Hernandez. Thank you. Thank you. The killer inside. So, um, anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't. You know, there's there are plenty out there that that do have like do mix these true crime type things with like dark comedy, and I'm fine with that, and I like some of them, but also you you don't want that necessarily all the time. If you know, if you're really into true crime, <laughs> I feel you know, and and like I said, the fact that they don't glorify the killers, they're much more about remembering. You know, and you know, putting in a you know, they're much more much more about the victims or survivors. You know, and telling their stories. Okay. And remembering the and remembering them. You know, and it's true, because I mean, one thing that they point out is like when they talk about the Amanda Knox case, they're like, we all remember Amanda Knox's name. But do we remember who was murdered? You know, which was Meredith Kirchner. But 
so many people don't even remember that because of the way the media played it up. Yeah. You know, and granted, Amanda Knox ended up wrongfully convicted, but there's, you know, and that's why it is part, it's important to tell her story too. You know, she was a victim in this as well, but, you know, and, and then that whole, what their coverage like that they did of that, you know, they are pointing out that here, you know, whatever, I'm not going to go into this whole case, this specifics of this case, but it's kind of like they go into specifics of the case and, you know, it's still pretty concise. Um, you know, you don't feel totally overwhelmed by it. But, um, so, yeah. Uh, I think that's probably, we can wrap it up there. But, I mean, I could talk about more true crime podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, you know, I do want to mention, actually, one last one. Last one. The, um, the We Saw the Devil podcast. Are you familiar with that? Uh, it sounds familiar, but it's not something I regularly listen to. The women who did the um, all uh, all horror podcast uh, are just uh, started doing a true crime podcast, and it's it's very interesting. And, like, they're doing some real coverage of, like, different, like, breaking stories and, you know, are actually going to be tra traveling to a trial and things like that. So, I mean, and it's just something they're into. Um, you know, and sure, they'll add a few snarky comments, but it's, they're much more still about, let's talk about this story in a constructive manner. You know, and let's tell the facts of what's going on. So, I just thought I'd bring that up because you know they're they're pretty new, and it, I'm enjoying it so far. Right on. Yep. So, in keeping with the March Madness theme, that is our March theme as usual. Darren, you want to tell everybody what we are covering this year? Yes, we will, um, I believe, yeah, sorry, uh, I just didn't want to have the not complete title of the book, so, <laughs> uh, but we are doing the Spike Lee movie, The Summer of Sam, uh, about New York in the 70s, uh, based around the time of... The Son of Sam slash 44 caliber killer shootings. And we are doing Mind Hunter by John E. Douglas and Mark Olshaker. The book, that the is. The book. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't write the show, as far as I know. No. 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 And we should yeah. have a special guest. I spoke with yes. them a week or so ago. Yes. About that, yes. just to yes. check in. But, you know, until it's done, you never know what's going to happen. Yep. Wash your hands. Yes, and cover it, and don't touch your face. Yep. Like, cough, cough into your elbow. Yes. 
don't stock up on toilet paper like maniacs. Like, <laughs> I mean, you still obviously need toilet paper, but. <laughs> but, but I mean, as far as I know, the don't hoard it does not don't. give you diarrhea. Yeah, like I said, it's not like this is mass dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called COVID-19 because it was discovered in 2019. So that is part of the not every election year has a manufactured virus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but but the viral outbreak movies are good watch those the channel channel your panic into those yeah 12 movies <laughs> and and stuff like that but um until next time i yes. have been darren and i'm vanessa bye bye thank you for listening to another episode of the vd clinic if you'd like to get in touch with us you can find us at Twitter at VDClinicPod or reach us via email at VDClinicPod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group, VD Clinic Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and more. <laughs>